0: You're listening to Compassion Radio. Have you ever been alone in a strange place and had a sudden surge of fear? Hi, Bram Flory here with Compassion Radio, the daily journal of faith in action, right where it's needed and right where you are. I'm glad you're here today. In the past couple of years, everything we thought we knew about security has come into question, and the familiar has turned very unfamiliar seemingly overnight. Even as a thousand days of vigilance and lockdowns has eased, our sense of ease hasn't necessarily returned with it. That's even true in the church. When was the last time you attended a service and thought about nothing but the amazing God in our midst? Really, and I'm not just asking for a friend. I know how this feels, too. For the past couple of days, we've taken a clear-eyed look at many of the ways our spiritual life has been tumped over and what a mess it's become for so many. Our guide in this journey is Scott Nauman, a consummate professional in ministry, the arts, and what you might call the philosophy of worship. He's led multiple music missions tours to dozens of countries over the years, directed the only traveling Christian full orchestra that has ever hit the road, and has 40 years of pastoral, production, and worship experience in some very large churches all across America. And now, like you, probably, he's looking at what it has all meant and what it has all led to in this generation. We'll wrap up our moving and surprising conversation today. Remember, if you missed any of the earlier conversation, please make a point to catch the podcast at our website, CompassionRadio.com. We'll pick it up today where we jump into how the Holy Spirit has been surprising so many of us in these troubling times.
1: thinking about the fact that the Holy Spirit dwells within me every single day is a new concept for me having grown up Baptist. Mm -hmm. It is. And it's a fabulous thing because, oh my goodness, that might lead to who knows what that I was told back in the 70s and 80s, we don't want to have any part of. So this is one of those times when I think just the conversation about the Holy Spirit dwelling within us, acknowledging it, Christ in us, the hope of glory, our only hope of glory. Well, that Christ in us is now in the form of the Holy Spirit. The Spirit of a living Christ. And so it's an amazing thing to, to walk in that fullness. Mm. I have a good friend of mine that always says, Scout, where's the power?
0: Mm.
1: Where's the power? Oh my goodness. Which bound is it that we're going to speak to? Mm. Do I have, oh, that's the Spirit in me. And then combine that with faith. Oh my goodness. Yeah. My faith and my trust in the Lord is so much greater today, Bram, than when it was 10 years ago, 5 years ago, let alone 50 years ago. So.
0: Well, thinking about faith being something that they would actually define as hope. They want to believe, so they say they have faith in mm-hmm. something. But, of course, every application of the word faith is as a gerund, a verb. You faith. Yeah. You're a faith thing. Yeah. You don't have faith. Yeah. It's something that either exists because it was willed into existence and was expressed and was pursued. Lived out, yeah. Or it really wasn't faith.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I want to have that kind of faith, too. That's one of the reasons why at Compassion Radio, we spend our time on the road as much as possible, to go believing that God has a story for us, believing that our listeners need to hear something that's inspirational and is true. Mm-hmm. Their faith may be wavering. Mm-hmm. Their sense of God's involvement or justice in this world may be at a doldrum right now. Mm-hmm. And they need a not just kickstart, they need water of life poured back yes, into them. Yes, yeah. Those testimonies of the saints do that. Yeah. If we really say, God, this seems fantastical, but if it's really true, help me to understand it. Mm-hmm. If we're willing to say, it's incredible, and therefore I really shouldn't believe this. This is like fairy tale stuff. But if it really is God, yeah. show me so I don't miss out. Yeah. If we start actually asking those kind of questions... We don't get intellectual answers. We get the experience of seeing him show up and us show up with him. Mm
1: -hmm. And the more you tell that story of what God has done in your world, walking in that faith, living by that, the more my faith is encouraged, bolstered, and I end up with an exalted view of God rather Mm -hmm. than a diminished view of God. And a broader view of him, too. Yes. And so, so again, if I never hear you say that, or I don't know you well enough to know the backstory to what led up to that. Or I've been taught to distrust you, too. Right. And all of a sudden, it has so much less meaning. Wait a minute. We've walked together for all these years. I I know the backstory. I know where you're coming from when you tell me that story. My goodness. God just became that much bigger. Hmm. It's an amazing thing. I see the Holy Spirit working in the lives of people and seeing the body of Christ being built up. Because the Holy Spirit is that cheerleader that is giving us these experiences and these stories and these fingerprints of God to recollect or to take note of. We can be staring right at it. This past Sunday, I just said, fingerprints of God, let's just popcorn. Mm -hmm. Nobody mentioned what I had just seen on, and maybe it's been out for a long time, but apparently there's a new telescope of some sort Mm -hmm. that just went like seven layers deeper. James Webb Telescope. Oh, my goodness. It was absolutely amazing. And it's like, I want to thank the Lord for whatever technology transpired to make that happen.
0: And people who had faith that if we send this thing out there, it's going to see something we've never seen.
1: Yes, all of those things. But the end result of that was what we actually got a snapshot of. Mm -hmm. And at that point, it's like, I certainly did not have a diminished view of God. I had an exalted view of God. God got bigger for me when I saw that picture. I thought, man, I thought I've seen it all. It's like when we went to the Grand Canyon. I mean, you know, the different things. Lake Tahoe, stuff that you and I did together, and we're seeing it for the first time. It's like, man, this is this is incredible. Look at the fingerprints of God here. Then we see a picture like that. It's like, oh, my goodness. Thank you, Lord. Yeah. So how big is God in the midst of my life or your life? And boy, when, when I'm down in the dumps or my faith is wavering, it's like, okay, gather around, folks. Yeah. And yes, can I get online, look at YouTube and hear testimony? Yes, I can. But how much richer is it when we're face-to-face, when we're breaking bread together, when we're, you know, enjoying this side of eternity together? And
0: that kind of encouragement has a characteristic to it that I don't think other conversations can really have because there's never going to be a sense of, I'm going to be shamed for not seeing the obvious, yeah. you know, like when you go to yeah. the doctor, you don't look at him and say, oh, I'm going to feel stupid when he tells you what my disease is. Yeah. You're like, you're expectant. Yes. You know, I yeah. can't see it right now, but yeah. I think you can. Yeah. And yeah. you have trust that what they're going to tell you will be something useful for you. Yes. Like when they finally name the disease, like, ah, oh, now I know what it is. And what direction we're going to do. Now take what? This. Yeah. And then you start right. to ask the next important questions. Yeah. And the same thing is true of our faith walk, I think. If we really trust the people and trust that God's going to reach out to us through his spirit in those others, mm-hmm. we're not afraid anymore to say, this is where I really am. Mm-hmm. But we do take risks there because someone can't abuse that. Yep. But oh, to be hungry for that so much that I'm willing to risk my own sense of failure or risk being hurt by somebody in order to see Christ really here.
1: Yeah. Well, well worth that risk. Yep. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So give me a word then for those who are discouraged right now that just can't see their way forward. People in the past year or so scared about inflation Mm -hmm. or they're looking forward to the elections thinking nothing good can come of this. Whatever it is, their their lens right now is the way the world has prepped them. Mm -hmm. What would you say to the discouraged at this point?
1: Um, I have never in my life lived and experienced more that I truly am an alien than I do today. Hmm. And by that, I mean, I have probably placed too much faith or too much trust or too much hope in the country in which I was born, in Hmm. which I was reared. And it's not that I'm not an American. I'm as strong of an American today as I ever have been. But what has grown is my being an alien. Hmm. And to say, you know what, I have dual citizenship. I just officiated a wedding a few weeks back with some dear friends of ours, and he's from England. And part of the deal, she's from Georgia. And and Philip and Frida, we've got different things. We've got visas. Does this marriage stick? We had a lot of questions legally to ask. Will
0: Uh, it be recognized uh, everywhere? Right.
1: Right. According to Caesar. It's yeah. Caesar's law. Mm-hmm. There's so many different times, Bram, when I look at what people take as law from God mm-hmm. because it's Caesar's law. Mm-hmm. And in many regards, it's like you know, God's got his own set of laws for that particular thing, and Caesar happens to have Caesar's own. Mm-hmm. They got their own law and prophets. I mean, yes, they, they certainly do. <laughs> don't. Don't they, though? So, this is one of those times when I realize if somebody is in despair to say, you know what, this side of eternity is viewed and referenced as a vapor. We are called aliens here. And I think a huge part of my discouragement, my despair personally, was when I realized that what I had hoped or trusted in in this country is no more or is less than it used to be or is going Worst down. A path. Tentative, yeah, yeah I, I don't want it to go. And it's like, wait a minute, Scott. What are you? What are you talking about? This is not my home. I'm just passing through. This is one of those times when Speaking I speak in the words <laughs> of the man who discouraged you about 40 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> so I look at this, and and I think the the encouragement is that I'm far more eternal, mm-hmm. and that's a good thing. Yeah. So eternity. I do as many funerals as I do uh, weddings these days, and oh my goodness, what a great graduation. Hmm. What a commencement. I don't live in New Orleans, but to have the band go down Bourbon Street (laughs) and just play Just a Closer Walk with Thee, I'd be okay with that, because it really is a celebration of life. The difficulty is when they have a celebration of life and somebody didn't give the Lord any time of day. That's between them and the Lord. I'm not saying they're saved or not but that's not the funeral that I like to officiate yeah. when there's so much fruit you're talking about hanging off the tree from somebody that walked with the Lord and just that next step was right into glory it wasn't a jump wasn't a leap no it's just the next step for them yeah. so i think the discouragement for me and for others that i've seen recognizing that you know what god's got this He has not lost his sovereignty over any of what's going on. And if anything, he's brought about more glory about himself. People are asking the right questions.
0: And the enemy would step in and then accuse God of causing. If he was so good, he could have stopped all this. The aspersions start flying, right? Mm -hmm. Then you hear people around you whose faith was always predicated on circumstances. Start talking that way, or at least being more bold about the feelings they're having. And then we still have to figure out how to deal with those people. How do you love them through what they're going through and not condemn them for their own confusion or their anger? Yeah. Because that's still valid. Mm -hmm. It may not be based on truth, but it's still what they're really going through. Yeah. They may get God's face and say, that's BS. Yeah, right. What you're saying sounds pretty, but that's not my experience. It's not my life. God was not there for me. Mm -hmm. And they're just angry still. For folks like that, there's a different kind of despair. It's one that has turned the corner and become more aggressive.
1: What do you say of those folks? Hmm. We're sitting in the basement of my house that's probably five miles as a crow flies over to Columbine High School. Hmm. One of the things that was said by one of the folks that came in was that God was there in the evil. Hmm. God was there in the evil of Columbine.
0: Compassion Radio will continue to keep bringing you encouragement from the word inspiring stories from the front lines of faith, and awesome opportunities to make a difference for the kingdom around the world. But we need your help right now to continue doing just that. Friends, we're focused right now on the current crisis in and around Ukraine. I personally met with dozens of refugees and kingdom workers who ran to the front lines of need and have selflessly given of themselves completely, thoroughly, and as I saw to the point of indescribable exhaustion. I saw a refugee and servant alike shiver in a vicious blizzard that struck the first week of March. They were very much alike in one important way. They were absolutely determined to survive this ordeal and to redeem what their lives have become. We need to follow their example. Will you help us today? We have blankets and food to buy, tanks to fill with gas, and medicine to help them survive the days ahead. This need is not going away anytime soon, even as this rescue operation rapidly sweeps the refugees farther west, away from the fighting. Friends, really, we need you now to step up. Please, give generously, even sacrificially, right away. I know that God will be pleased if we do. So call us today at 1-800-868-2478. Mail us at PO Box 2770, Orange, California, 92859, Text the word COMPASSION to 53445 or give online at CompassionRadio.com. Bless you, friends, for your brave and activist faith. And now, back to our discussion. They may get God's face and say, that's BS. Yeah, right. I, BS. What you're saying sounds pretty, but that's not my experience. It's not yeah. my life. God was not there for me. Mm-hmm. And they're just angry still. For folks like that, there's a different kind of despair. It's one that has turned the corner and become more aggressive. What do you say of those folks?
1: Hmm. We're sitting in the basement of my house that's probably five miles as a crow flies over to Columbine High School. Hmm. One of the things that was said by one of the folks that came in was that God was there in the evil. Hmm. God was there in the evil of Columbine. That bombing that went sideways and ended up being a shooting and a terrible day. But it was one of those times when God being in the midst of the evil, uh, the things that he held back. He held back those bombs from yes, going off. Yes,
0: he did. In fact, I have a story for that. As soon as the flare went up from friends of ours over at Promise Keepers, and I heard over the Internet at the time, which was you know fairly young, there wasn't much happening in the way of immediate news on the Internet, but I knew while it was happening what was going on. And the flare went up from these people saying, pray for whatever God tells you to pray for right now.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I had babies in the house. We were on our way to having a first child, and I'm just praying, God, what does he want me to pray for? Hold back plans of evil, yeah, and to not let what the evil has planned for the next few minutes to occur. Mm. To hold back that. I was praying against fuses and bombs. <laughs> I literally was praying about bombs.
1: Then you know the story. Yeah. Most people don't.
0: Yeah. And how many of those bombs were sitting around waiting to go off? It never it did.
1: It should have leveled Columbine High School. They they smuggled them in over the weekend. There was a dance at the school. Yeah. Klebold and Harris got all these propane bombs and the timers, the fuses. They had just over 100 pipe bombs, and everything was failing. In their frustration, they had to resort to their last thing, which were their guns. And sadly, those students, Dave Sanders, lost their lives. Cleveland and Harris were at a youth concert sponsored by our church the Friday night before Columbine took place. And the pastor that was in charge, I can't remember who they had as a band, but it was a Christian grunge band. And Cleveland and Harris came to this thing. It was over in Sheridan. And Larry Pombianco was the pastor. And the Holy Spirit came upon Larry in the middle of a song. You and I both know that the last thing you ever do is interrupt the song. middle of a song. Right. And God stirred in his heart... And he got up on stage and stopped the band in the middle of their song and said, I don't know why I'm supposed to, but I know I'm supposed to do this. Something bad is going to happen, and somebody is being used to the devil, and you need to come to know Jesus. And he presented the gospel, and Klebold and Harris were sitting in the back of that warehouse over in Sheridan, 72 hours before Columbine took place. Wow, and you're praying against fuses, and it didn't go off. Well... In the midst of us having the darkness that surrounds us and having a pastor that comes in that says, you know, God was there in the midst of the evil. He didn't abandon. He held back and he's going to use it to his glory. Severe mercy you're talking about right there. Absolutely. I mean, you read through scripture, the slaughter of the innocents. How in the world can you use Herod killing all of those little babies because he was really just chasing after one and he never caught him? Wow. That's, that's a price to pay. But that's an element of a holy God and fallen man and sin.
0: And we have to live with that mystery because we're not going to resolve.
1: It's not going to be there. And so my resolve is, go back to the psalmist.
0: Mm, Even though he slay me.
1: Though he slay me, yet I will praise him. Incredible arrangement that uh, somebody who traveled with the Continentals did of that particular song. Yet I will praise him. What does that look like? Because I want his praise to be forever on my lips. Okay, can you, in the depths of your despair... Praise him. I have, so I yes I can. Do I have deeper depths of despair that I've not reached? I'm sure. Is it my knee-jerk response to praise him? Not always, mm. but the older I get, I think the more it's becoming a secondary trait to say I'm going to praise him. He has not lost his sovereignty over these. Not lost his sufficiency for me over this. The fact that I don't see what the end game is.
0: Mm.
1: It's not about me. Mm. It's still a... Yeah.
0: The church always being about 10 years or so behind the culture, it seems
1: like. On a good day. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Sometimes we lead the way, not always in good ways. Yeah. But we talk about the 70s being the me generation. Yeah. Man, there was a whole lot of me in the 80s and 90s church. I don't see that abating much until we were forced to be alone. Mm At least we felt like we were alone. Of course, when God isolates us, we're not really alone, are we? No. But our feelings overwhelm any perspective. And it's not so bad to feel despair, I think. Mm. I think God's going to use that to at least confront us with the thing that is missing, not just him, but truth. And I'd look at this generation, how much we are so willing to follow anybody's lie as long as it's passionate. Right. As long as it answers a question I feel grinding in my gut. Mm -hmm. At least there's an answer out there. Therefore, it must be the truth. Mm -hmm. And we're dealing with that. At large in our country and around the world, are we willing to put up with despots and demagogues to fill that hole that seems like it's never going to be satisfied or satiated? Yeah. I don't want us falling in that hole anymore yeah. because we don't have to. We never did have to. No. But we have to also be willing to live with the fact that it's not always going to go our way mm-hmm. or that we're going to be going through evil or we experience something that, why couldn't God stop that? Well, maybe he could, maybe he couldn't. I don't know, really. But am I willing to let him show up anyway, Yeah. even when God disappointed me? Yeah. That is a real tough choice to make. And I think Jesus sometimes asks the very questions like that of his own disciples. Mm-hmm. After he said hard things to the people and he said, everyone's left and you got you what- guys standing in front of you. That's it. Yeah. Are you going to leave me too? Mm-hmm. He asked that question of us. Yeah. He never ever seemed to ask the question, do you feel like I left you? No. Because he never did. And everyone knows that Yeah, because they're with him. They see the way he is with people. Mm-hmm. He is never with people and absent. Mm-hmm. He either goes off because his father wants him or he comes and he's completely engaged with those around him. Yeah. Either way, he's satisfied. Mm-hmm. None of us are really satisfied with being present with people and not being present at the same time. Yeah. We don't want to feel alone in a crowd. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot of people I think have felt alone in a crowd, even within the body of Christ, the mm-hmm. past few years. And we got to change that.
1: Mm -hmm. No, we do. And and I think that one of the things that is really a great element is within all the different mediums that surround us today that we didn't have Mm. 20 years ago. Right. Technology
0: Um, bonanza now. Oh,
1: my goodness. And there are so many different ways to find that particular voice that speaks to that particular person to say, Mm. maybe it is through music, maybe it is through a podcast, maybe it is through this small group, maybe it is through this Bible study, maybe it is through whatever. There are so many different elements of being washed by the word mm. in today's world that I think that you were referencing the me generation and everything. And it was, and it's one of those things, cover to cover, just to be able to say, what does scripture have to say to this? We're talking about the depths of despair. And it's one of the wonderful things that I love about the Psalms. Mm. It identifies who we are. And it identifies the depths of despair and the enemies that are pursuing us. I've never been to the end of my rope, but look at me now, Mm -hmm. I'm there. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't stop there. And it continues on to the sufficiency of who God is. In that one little psalm, those 15 verses or whatever it's been divided up into, to be able to say most of those were written by a man after God's own heart Mm -hmm. who messed up a whole bunch of times, who had more blood on his hands, right? But he still was a man after God's own heart. I kind of like what that says. So, again, if I can run through that filter when those things come my way.
0: And help us not to murder in those times. Right. To kill off the thing that God is actually trying to plant in us.
1: And to say, I want you to work through that. I want you to get on the other side of that. Because, man, the scales will fall off your eyes if you get on the other side of that. It's going to be so much better than the callus that you'll put in place if you back away from it again.
0: You're talking about hope being instilled.
1: Now, I'll ask you,
0: I've seen it happen with individuals where their encounter with Jesus is so intense that it was transformative in that very moment. Didn't need anybody else. Mm -hmm. The vast majority of people that I know have to have something that anchors it in, quote, reality, where they're not really going to believe that was God at work. Yeah. So God does, in fact, put people in our way and say something or do something which finally clicks with us. Oh, that's what God was talking about. Is it necessary, do you think, for the average person who wants to know God, a person after God's own heart but doesn't know how to reach Him, to get there without the counsel of many, without the docents along the way to help us walk the road? Or is there something about that community which is absolutely essential for us to discover who God really is?
1: Um, I think God can work through either situation, but I think... (laughs) Where it says, for as much as lieth within you, live at peace with all men. Well, for as much as lieth within you, Mm -hmm. don't neglect the assembling of yourselves together. And whatever that looks like, I think that that's how God has designed the body of Christ, to be together and to be that iron sharpening iron. The ministry of showing up. Yes. And when we're being told in our culture today to isolate, getting creative in the midst of that to say, so what is it going to look like? I love the fact that people were worshiping on Zoom when the doors of the buildings were closed, right. but the churches were still open just online. Yeah. So the creative side of showing up is huge. And to know that it's not really what I feel, because I might as an introvert feel like I just want to stay home today. Mm-hmm. But what God wants from me is my offering. And I'm not talking about my tithe or my check or my credit card or my PayPal, whatever. No, what is it that I'm going to bring that I actually have for somebody else? Are you kidding me? God's going to use me to encourage or to, or to point somebody to the Lord? Wow, that's amazing.
0: I can think of more than one time in my life where I got to church and I just didn't have it in me to be expressive in worship. Mm-hmm. There was too much grinding in my mind and heart during that time. And you look up a couple of rows, you see somebody and you know what they're going through.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah.
0: Their hands might be up or they might be on the ground. Yeah. Either way, they led me. Yeah. Sometimes just showing up or going the distance is the very thing that assures somebody that God has not forgotten them. Yeah. And
1: how he gets glorified in your life, through your life, to somebody else's life, in their life. And then where does it go from there? The people you get to say, man, I didn't feel like doing that or even showing up for whatever, but this happened. They say, man, you're not going to believe what happened today. I mean, the ripple effect of how God gets glorified over and over and over and over again. Why? They showed up and you showed up.
0: I think you go back to Revelation 9 and 10 and there where it says, how do they overcome? They overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony. Yeah. The story. Yeah. And the story about how the precious blood of the lamb covered all. There was no shame. Mm-mm. There's no way to really end this conversation, but I'm going to have to pull it <laughs> off now. So, Scott Nauman, a mentor of mine and a dear friend. Yeah, dear friend. Your life and your example and the continuing ministry you and your wife, Lynn, will have here in the Denver area and how it bounces out from here and sees the world again and brings people back into the worldwide Christianity. We both appreciate Thank you for not just staying the course, but for being willing to be obedient in the next thing, the new thing that God's calling you to do, even when you could have gone back to something comfortable. hmm You're a brave guy, and I appreciate your story. No, just glad to be a part of this ministry, Bram. We'll talk again soon. Thank you. My sincerest thanks to Scott Nauman for his wit, wisdom, and wide open faith. He was just the encouragement I needed this week. I imagine you feel the same. May his infectious expectation lift your spirits and fill your sails today as you look for God's fingerprints in your life. Remember, if you missed any of the earlier discussion, The podcasts are available 24-7 at our website, CompassionRadio.com. Call us at 1-800-868-2478. Write us at Compassion Radio, PO Box 2770, Orange, California, 92859. Text the word Compassion to 53445. Or make your gift through our website, CompassionRadio.com. We need you, friend, so contact us today.